We were in Houston, Texas. It was during the holidays. We had rented an Airbnb. My mom's niece, more or less my cousin, and her husband and kids were to swing by our Airbnb on the way to another family member's house out in Texas. They'd been traveling for two days coming from Miami. I was hoping they were just swinging by to say hello no more than just 20 minutes. I've never been close to my extended family, let alone this cousin, and I got very protective over my time with my family. My cousin and I are the same age. I first met her as a teen during our trip to Mexico. Back then she was slender like myself, but now that I was 20 years later, she had ballooned into a pretty big girl. It had only been six months ago during the summer that I'd seen her for the first time since that trip to Mexico. Our entire family had flown down to Miami Day where most of my mom's family lives now. She was a good hundred pounds overweight, my cousin, and she refused to eat any of the vegetables and green my mom put on her plate. She made a disgusted frown and called it white people food, and she said she didn't eat that crap. I couldn't believe my eyes, that she refused it so defensively, nearly passionate, as if there was a principle behind it, a set of values, that for her, being unhealthy and fat was an identity issue. My mom laughed off my cousin's refusal, gave her shit, but I couldn't. I just wrote her off just like that. That fuchila face she made forever flavored my perception of her. So now that she was swinging by with her family, during the very few days out of the year we get to spend time together, I got protective, and my mom felt it right away. She knew the way I could turn cold towards anyone that invaded our cocoon, at least people who I deemed unworthy of invading our cocoon, especially around Christmas. If I knew any family, no matter how distant, was important to my mom, so who was I to voice anything? My dad wanted to barbecue naturally, so he and I went to the grocery store, and there he asked for hefty portions of asada and chicken. I thought it was too much food, so I told him that he didn't have to spend that much money. Especially on her. I didn't say that last part. But that's when he turned to me eyes wide the way my own eyes open up. The same as my brother's. When we're about to say something emphatically decisive. As if we're defending one of our most passionate values. That's the face I'd seen in my dad. When he told me right then that second. I don't give a fuck about money. I kind of already knew this about him. But the moment still caught me off guard. But there it was, out in the open, and they all made sense now. The man who tried to give you back the gifts you bought for him the moment you showed any appreciation for the gift. Oh, you like it, mijo? Here, why don't you have it? This, the man who never bought anything for himself, who'd go out on Christmas Eve just to get us a few more presents for us to have. And now, the man who got too much asada and chicken and was confronted by his eldest son. And having confronted his generosity... He'd shown me that glare in his eyes, the curtness in his delivery. He had let me know I had violated an essential part of his nature. And there was nothing I can say because I was exactly the same. I don't give a fuck about money. Today is August 1st, 2020. And the government is figuring out how much the federal unemployment benefit amount will be now that the $600 per week has expired. The $600 a week was given on top of the regular UI benefits, which in California was maxed out at $450. So at most, people were making $1,050 a week. 
which is not bad. I've been one of those individuals benefiting from this pandemic assistance, and I'm not gonna lie, it's been great. This is the first time I've ever received unemployment, and during the time I've been getting paid, I've been able to focus on finishing a book. So you might understand why I'm reluctant at the idea of returning to work when I have a patron in the arts. And besides, it's not like I'll make that much more returning to work. It's not like in the days I used to hustle viral videos, working in my underwear a measly 15 hours a week, shit if that, and billing a 6 foot salary by the end of the year. Those days are long gone. All those stocks have been sold. Those days were so sweet, but I thought too sweet to be true. So I never took the money serious. I never saw it as a career. I was hustling and that was it. The money was coming in fast and cold and I'd spend it without remorse or a flinch. Because at the end of the day, despite my expensive taste at times, I've never really cared for money. My eyes have always been set on something else, just like my dad's eyes have always been set on his family. Does that mean I want to be broke for the rest of my life? No, of course not. It just simply means I'm not motivated by money first and my decisions aren't structured by it. I find security in other things. Or maybe simply security doesn't mean as much to me. I'm one of those cheese balls whose life is directed by some kind of elusive artistic integrity. When people dream about being rich or famous, I simply dream about legacy. That one cheesy line about leaving your mark in the world, your imprint, and feeling as if your voice and work matter to this world and the evolution of the cultural species, blah blah blah, all that stuff, I suffer from that motivation. But I'm glad that I'm not a greedy prick chewing on more than I can swallow because I'd rather be a big cheesy ball of romantic cliches any day. And with that territory comes the acceptance of the federal benefit being slashed from $600 a week down to $200. Do I want more? Yes, of course, duh. But do I have to buy those orange wines? Do I need that cord organizer? Do I need those pair of relaxed linen trousers perfect for summer? I don't need any of that crap. Look, I'm in the fortunate position, and it's not me who matters in this situation. And I've seen my Instagram friends, people within my network, who have bitched about the $600 being slashed to $200, and I just want to tell them to shut the fuck up because they're going to be fine. So what if you can't maintain your lifestyle right now? Life is under a juice cleanse, girl. But who suffers most from the slash cut are the families out there living paycheck to paycheck. Perhaps families like my cousins. And would I be mad if they got more money than I did? No. They have a bigger necessity than I do. They should get more money. Will I give them my money? No, because I want a system already in place that decides in advance, because I don't have a philanthropic bone in me. I'm obviously no economist, and I don't understand the physical ramifications of any of this. I'm just another idiot not wanting to risk his life for a paycheck and hoping others much more vulnerable than me don't feel that they have to risk their lives and that of their families. Because I know if this was 20 years ago, my dad, the man who doesn't give a fuck about money, who always cared for his family first, I know he'd be down in the trenches on the front line going back to work, risking his life for us. And I don't want the good fathers and good mothers of this country to disappear 
because they're raising the children of the new America that we're building.